Good morning. I'm Brian Nita, and this is the podcast. It's a new day, and I hope you're doing great this morning. Um, you know, if you were with us this past Sunday, uh, you got a chance to watch the live stream. It's a wonderful life. If you haven't got a chance to do that, go go do yourself a favor. Go back and get a chance to watch it. It's still available on YouTube through our BACC channel. It's a great sermon. You'll walk away more in happy, more enjoyed, more ready, and in the Christmas mood. But one of the things that highlights in that um, live stream is the movie It's a Wonderful Life. And that's a terrific movie. And one of the things about the movie I enjoy is about George Bailey. And he's at the point where he feels like life has passed him by. And he's frustrated. He's frustrated because at so many points of life, he makes the right decisions on what to do. But he's frustrated because he ends up measuring his life on where he wants to be. He has his dream of being able to go on vacations and travel the world and see all of these things. And it seems like that dream is getting further and further away from him. And he ends up disillusioned. And the uh, angel Clarence has to help him and give him perspective on his life. And that's what I want to talk about today. Learning to enjoy the journey and that's when it's a wonderful life. I think 2020 has taught me a lot of lessons, but one of the things that is teaching me is learning how to enjoy the journey, not getting so frustrated and upset with where you're not at or where you're supposed to be and measuring yourself in that way. And in that regard, the movie really helped me, like I was saying. Um, one of the things that I can relate to George that I have difficulty with is when I make effort, but I don't see results. And I get frustrated because I think life is supposed to be a simple equation that if you put forth effort, you're going to get results. And I know life's not supposed to be fair, but every time I feel that it's not, I end up upset and angry. And so I really believe that life is supposed to be fair. Um, You know, I could be this way in my relationship with God. I, I get frustrated when I make efforts to be spiritual or do good and help others. And yet I don't see the immediate results towards those efforts. And in those times, I end up questioning, man, why isn't God blessing my efforts for doing good things? If it's for bad, sure, I get it. That makes sense. But when I'm trying to do good things, why aren't you coming through for me, God? And this is where the Bible helps me. This is where I get perspective, just like Clarence gave George Bailey perspective. Like I said, it's a wonderful life when you learn learn to enjoy the journey and not be so preoccupied with the destination where you believe that you're supposed to be. My first point is the God compass, Exodus 13, verse 17 to 18 in the New Living Translation, the God compass. It says, when Pharaoh finally let the people go, God did not lead them along the main road that runs through Philistine territory, even though that was the shortest route to the promised land. God said that the people are faced with a battle they might change their minds and return to Egypt. So God led them in a roundabout way through the wilderness towards the Red Sea. Thus the Israelites left Egypt like an army ready for battle. You know, the incredible thing about God, as we learn from this scripture, is that with God at the helm of navigation of our lives, it doesn't always seem to make sense. But rest assured, the scripture is trying to teach us that his guidance and involvement in our lives is for the best. I'm certain that the Israelites at times were distrustful and disillusioned about the direction of the journey out of Egypt, but they felt 
probably haphazardly, haphazardly, they're wandering around through the desert. Yet one thing we learn about God from the scriptures is that he is forward focused when we as people are inclined to be backward in our mindset. Meaning when we feel things are unsafe or unfamiliar or unpredictable, we tend to want to go backwards and back to the familiar in life. And this is what God was trying to prevent the Israelites from doing. This is what he's trying to do in our lives. He doesn't want us to be backward. He wants us to be moving forward. And even though the direction seems kind of like, wow, you threw me for a turn in 2020 or whatever it may be, that's God's involvement trying to get us where we need to be. He doesn't want us to just go backwards in life, but the scripture helps me. He wants us to be moving forward. And so although he might be taking us on a number of unexpected detours in a roundabout way to get us to our destiny, he is in control. He is navigating us. This leads me to my second point, which is trust through the turbulence. Trust through the turbulence. I find it really difficult during the turbulent times of my life, 2020 being one of them, is learning how to trust God and see God. In Isaiah 30 and verse 20 to 21 in the Passion Translation, It says, even though the Lord may allow you to go through a season of hardship and difficulty, he himself will be there with you. He will not hide himself from you, for your eyes will constantly see him as your teacher. When you turn to the right or to the left, you will hear his voice behind you to guide you, saying, this is the right path, follow it. You know, on on numerous occasions when I've been driving to a destination, I've questioned or I've been critical about my GPS app on my phone and be able to guide me to the location the quickest route as possible. And this criticalness is at its peak when either I'm running behind and I'm late for something or I'm in traffic. I'm terrible with patience when I'm in traffic. And in those moments, I find myself faced with a choice. Do I trust my GPS app? Or do I trust my own wits and instincts on the best route to get me to my desired location? And this begs another question. Who do I trust more in life? Is it God or my own internal GPS on what I think is right? When my life is faced with some difficulty or unforeseen challenges for a period of time, like the scripture talks about a season of hardships, it's easy to start to feel like, hey man, maybe God isn't with me. And I I tell you what, one of the things that that I hate and I avoid at all costs is emotional pain. I'm like this person in the scripture attempting to outmaneuver hardships and difficulty by taking a quick turn to the right or left. You know, similar to to my San Jose State Spartans, the, the, the football team who happened to win the Mountain West Conference Championship this past weekend. Go Spartans. That was awesome. But just like them, just like I'm trying to juke a a tackler and I dodge and evade opponent to the right or the left, that's how we can be in life. We want to quickly move and dodge to the right or to the left to avoid that adversities and pains in life. And it defies my own logic of why would God want me to go through adversity if there could be an easier way? And what I learned is that, you know, we might be focused on our immediate circumstances But God's not. God's constantly focused on the big picture. He's focused on the process of developing us into who we're supposed to become. And he'll use anything in life to help us, to develop us, to get us to where we need to be. So I've had to ask myself these questions and perhaps you can ask yourselves these questions. 
are, are we trusting God in the turbulence? And more importantly, do you see God in the turbulence of your life right now? Do you see how he's active and involved? Or do you see just frustration, difficulties, uh, uh, um, things that, that, that you've hoped for that aren't changing, whatever it may be? This leads me to my third point, adversity. Either you're getting embittered or empowered. So if you can't trust through the turbulence that God's with you, you can't see him, more than likely you're similar to me and you end up getting embittered versus getting empowered. But if you can see God, you end up getting empowered. I'm going to read a a couple of different verses out of Job 36 uh, right now. Job 36 in the NIV verse 13 says, The godless in heart harbor resentment. Even when he fetters them, that means restrained, held back, they do not cry for help. Verse 15, but those who suffer, he delivers in their suffering. He speaks to them in their affliction. He is wooing you from the jaws of distress to a spacious place free from restriction. To the comfort of your table laden with choice food. Verse 21, beware of turning to evil, which you seem to prefer to affliction. So this scripture is very helpful. It, 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 it's helped me. I've read the scripture numerous times throughout this past year. But like the psalmist is saying, man, when I'm faced with adversity in life, I tend to get embittered. This is not a person issue. This is a God issue. That's what the scripture is saying. It says when you're godless, you're going to end up harboring, harboring resentment. So when the constraints of adversity in life are meant to get our attention Uh, to God and help us to see our need for God, if you're godless, you don't choose humility, but you choose embitterment as a way to deal with stuff. I I know the sheltering in place and all things that are going on. I found myself frustrated, angry, mad, and my anger, my embitterment, it wants to have a target. And I want to focus on people. And I focused on, man, I get critical of, of, man, locally, nationally, how our government has handled things. I get mad at anti-maskers i get mad and take frustrations out on my kids on my wife and, and, and i always it goes somewhere but what the scripture's trying to teach us is through, through the distress of our challenges god's actually trying to get our attention to be able to help us that he's not against us he's not our enemy but he's our hope and in verse 21 teaches us that oftentimes when we're faced with adversity and affliction we choose to turn to sin and to cope with it rather than the humility of turning to God. I find myself just challenged by, tempted by, and frankly giving in to uh, pleasure-seeking, impurity and sensuality, comfort-seeking, indulgence and spending, and just wanting to, to, to just have a good time during the holidays. And you, yeah, absolutely you're supposed to have a good time, but trying to make my own comfort glory-seeking this year, just trying to prove myself, selfish ambition, self-reliance. These are all the different ways I choose to handle the adversity of life. But the scripture is trying to say, hey, when you go through adversity, if you have the humility to turn to God and see a greater need for him, he is trying to get your attention from that. He's trying to woo you. So think about whatever difficulty or challenge you might be faced with right now. Is it making you more humble and seeing a greater need for God, which will lead you to be empowered, be able to handle the things you're facing right now? Or are you choosing to give into frustration and getting embittered? Because when you get embittered, like verse 21 says, 
is that we end up turning to trying to feel good or turning to evil uh, as a way to cope with and deal with the affliction. But when we have the humility with God, we begin to see God's involvement in our lives. And that's my last point. Spirituality sees God in the small things. Spirituality sees God in the small things. Psalm 69 verse 32 in the New Living Translation. It says, The humble will see their God at work and be glad. Let all who seeks God's help be encouraged. What a great scripture. It says, When we are humble, we're going to be able to see God work in our lives, in the big things and the small things. And when we're able to see God because we seek His help, we have the humility to get His help, what do we end up? We end up encouraged. That's what the scripture's talking about. I know for me, so, uh, we can be so focused. Maybe you're like myself. We're so focused on where we're supposed to be in life or aware of where we are in life that we just don't end up enjoying the journey with God, our family, and our friends in the process of getting there. But when we are able to see God and His involvement in the small things in our lives, we can be encouraged because that joy is found in the journey, not the destination. That's what George Bailey had to find out. And it's a wonderful life. That It was the journey that the enjoyment was, not in just trying to be a certain place or get to a certain place in life. I encourage you to take this time during the holidays and give yourself a gift this Christmas, which is the gift of sight from the scripture. I want to encourage you to, to fight, to see God, and how he's blessed you in small things in your life. How he's answered prayers that you've forgotten that you prayed about. It helped me talking to a good friend of mine. And um, over the uh, holiday season during Thanksgiving, he had gone back home to see his family. And one of the people he was most excited about was was, was one of his siblings. Uh, because they had the most distant relationship. And uh, we were talking after his Thanksgiving. And he shared with me how he was frustrated and mad and upset because right before he went down to visit his family, uh, this particular sibling uh, was COVID positive and could no longer see the family. So he's really discouraged by that. But because uh, the sibling catching COVID, they end up talking on the phone quite a bit every day, following up with each other and having some great conversations. And as we're talking, I realize I go, hey, you know, God actually answered your prayers. It wasn't like how you expected it to be answered. You thought it was going to be answered because you'll be able to see this particular sibling, spend great time with them, hang out with them. But because of the positive COVID test, you weren't able to see this sibling of yours, but you got a chance to have some phenomenal conversations that are really groundbreaking for your relationship uh, uh, with that sibling. And that helped me because I go, man, If God is involved in the small things in our lives and answering them in ways we don't see for that individual, he must be doing that in my life as well. And being able to see God in in the small things and the ways that he's worked in my life, how he's helped my family to get closer, how he's helped our marriage uh, to really get uh, exposed some things in 2020, but teach us how to develop real intimacy and get closer. Uh, Ways that I've had to grow in my relationship with God and have a level of vulnerability and depth that I've never experienced before, as well as getting closer to friends who are going through some same life experiences 
as I am this time. These are all the blessings of being able to enjoy the journey. And I want you to be able to have that gift too. So thanks for listening in. Hope you have a great and safe holidays. And uh, we'll see you in 2021.